0: Hello, I have the lovely Caroline with me. Hi Caroline, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Right, okay, I am Caroline England and I'm also CE Rose Um, so I I have a split personality and um, I'm the author of Psychological Thrillers and um, the, well, As you can see behind me, The Sinner is my number five psychological thriller under my Caroline England name. And then I've got two psychological thrillers with a hint of gothic under my C.E. Rose name. And they both came out last year and they were The House of Hidden Secrets and The House on the Water's Edge. And I've got another one which will come out in November. But I'm here because of The Sinner. And uh, so that's what I'm hopefully going to try and sell to everybody today and become a bestseller overnight all down to Donna (laughs) so no pressure there no yeah thanks for that
0: (laughs) Uh, um yes the sinner which was out last week wasn't it
1: yeah Thursday Thursday so it's still a newborn oh so (laughs) sell it to us why should we read it (laughs) <laughs> right, okay. Now I've got to think, what's it about? No, right, okay, so the sinner is um, about, well, it's from three points of view, but the, predominantly it's from, um, the first person point of view is from Dee, Dee Stevens, Cordelia or D, and she is married to a vicar, and um, they live in the vicarage, he's an old guy, he's an re- older guy, not an old guy, but he's, and he, but he's called Vincent, and he's very charismatic, and um, his congregation love him and he's a very popular vicar uh, and she's the younger wife and on the face of it she's got great life and she's got a 15 year old daughter um, but actually she's suffocating um, she's estranged from her own father her daughter's a 15 year old that's oh, not a very nice 15 year old t- teenager and um, and of course uh, the congregation all love and adore Vincent. So she's always under all the sort of um, parishioners inspection and that, you know, and they'll come into her kitchen and open her fridge and like pull a face if something's not quite right, etc. So she's in this situation where she's increasing and she's still only young. She's still only 35 and Vincent's in his early 50s. And um, she's sort of the way to escape from this claustrophobic situation. Oh, I forgot her mother-in-law. She lives with a, a mother-in-law, so that adds to the mix. Um, to escape this claustrophobic situation, uh, she goes running. And um, on one of these runs, when she's escaping from the house, and no one even notices that she's gone, uh, she bumps into someone she went to school with um, called Cal. And um, they literally sort of bump into each other. Uh, and you'll find out when you read the book what, how that happens. And... Um, She starts this friendship with Cal, which develops into more and um, he appears to be her saviour. But is he her saviour? And you hear also from his point of view in the book as well as her point of view. And you also hear from the point of view of her sister Mary. And that's another aspect of the book I really like because um, I like to explore the relationship of the sisters and the way their childhood has made them who they are today uh, because they came from a fractured family. And um, but I like that. And and I think readers really like it as well, because uh, their closeness are very different characters and you see both their journeys as the book goes. And you see, to begin with, is Dee being the much sort of um, downtrodden one, weaker one and Mary being the one who's much more feisty. But their their stories sort of blend and merge and come together at the end. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it, really. But I think people are intrigued because um, it's a bit different. It's a psychological thriller or psychological suspense. uh, But it's set in a vicarage, which is a bit different. Um, And it's not a Joanna Trollope sort of vicarage story. It's, uh, you know, and it has darkness and hopefully it has some humour in it. But um, hopefully it has lots and lots of twists and turns and reveals. And hopefully several will, you know, make the reader's jaw drop, hopefully.
0: Well, I shall be letting you know on the 24th when I'm on the blog tour, so (laughs) we shall see. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, If you were to take one of your characters out for a meal, who would you
1: choose and what would you ask them? One of your tricky questions. Um, Well, i quite quite like to, meet and uh, go out with, with Vincent because he's such a charismatic character and I can imagine him being played with by someone like Hugh Grant you know because he's a good looking fellow and and um, people like Hugh Grant and Colin Firth of are, 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 are late they've been casters you're not sure whether they're a good or bad guy you know they've got all the charm and everything and the looks and everything but you just don't know and so I think Vincent's that type of guy, and uh, there's no doubt he's very attentive, he's very charming, and everything. Uh, so it would be really fun to to have a meal with him, but the trouble is the questions I'd want to ask him I wouldn't possibly share because it might be a spoiler. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll message you again on on the twenty fourth and say, say what yeah, questions. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll message you
0: and I'll go. What would you ask him? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Um, Which character gave you the most trouble writing
1: them? Um, Oh, let me think about that. I I don't think any of them really, because um, I think, um, like most authors, the characters are your babies. And so good, whether they're good or bad characters or whatever, um, well, not not so much your baby, actually. You're the creator, aren't you? You sort of whatever you believe in, whether it's God or whatever, you're the one who puts all those parts together. Or maybe Frankenstein. They're your monster. And um, and so you can't help sort of liking them, all of them and the bad bits because you're enjoying any bad bits, making them particularly bad or, or evil or whatnot. So um, so I think I really enjoyed uh, creating all the characters and, and going to bed and thinking about them before I go to sleep and then waking up and thinking about them when I wake up and trying to really climb into their clothes, climb into their shoes, get into their head. Um, and really get to know them. So uh, that's my answer, you know, I, I like them too much. <laughs> um, which character
0: changed most from the first draft to the finished product?
1: Oh, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, I think, um, do, do you mean once it had been, do, do you mean as I'm writing it, the story arc or do you mean more from an editorial point of view? Well, I really. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes obviously editors sort of get involved, don't they? And they say, "Oh, well, I think you need to do this or that or the other with the characters." But um, that didn't really happen. Um. So, in terms of the journey of the character, um, Dee Dee travels a journey, and she's from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, she's a, a different person. So she she does travel that journey. Yeah.
0: Are there any secret
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think so,
0: judging by what I've read about um, the review so far. <laughs> um, are there any secret um, jokes or messages or Easter eggs?
1: Sorry, any Easter eggs?
0: Yeah. Do you know what Easter eggs are? Some people no. don't know what they are. No. They're well, like- I know
1: the chocolate ones. Is that what you <laughs>
0: mean? No. They're like little secret messages or little stories or something that only a few people that are putting
1: there deliberately well that I know a few people would get I know what you mean well I've got two things like that one one is um I have a friend called Andy and Andy wants to be in every one of my books so I always try and put him in just a tiny little bit so that's one thing I try and get Andy in if I can just as just as a name or whatever but the other thing in this book is um I was once a bit annoyed uh, because someone was nagging me about my age. And I just think "Well, then, you know, and, and, and a clone didn't want to particularly divulge it. And they were being a bit patronizing with me and they were going, you know, how old you are? And I was just being dismissive going, well, as old as my tongue and a little older than my teeth. And I was obviously trying to avoid the question. And um, so then they went, well, which year were you born? And so I couldn't work it out myself so I've got that in the book. I've done got my revenge because I thought thought it was really rude. I thought, you know, someone's being, it's like if someone says how much you earn and you're sort of a bit like demure, you know, you're not really answering going enough or something, you know, to back off, don't you? But they weren't backing off, these people. And it was like, I felt like everyone was like, so I've got a scene in the book. So if anyone reads the book, they'll know what I mean. The scene (laughs) where, you know, people are. So yeah, that was me writing out my annoyance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's weird. I love asking people how old I am, because generally they say a lot younger. When that changes, I'll stop asking. But That's until it, yeah. then, well, yeah. You,
1: you do look very youthful.
0: So. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. I don't want yeah, no to death. know you're 83. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually the year I was born, so. Oh, right. God, I got that right, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> yeah, how freaky is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, big birthday next year.
1: Oh, wow. Now, Which... that, that, is, that is a shocker.
0: Yeah, everyone keeps reminding me and finds it hilarious, <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. And even Mark Billingham actually, because I was born on the same day as Luca's birthday, which was odd. Oh yeah. So he's like, "Oh, Luca's got a big birthday next year, which means that you have too." I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I do, but he was sixty last year, so it's fine. Oh wow! Gosh,
1: yeah. I didn't know that. Either. Gosh. Yeah. I can't help. Oh but well, you remember. have to let us all know so we can all come into your party.
0: Yeah, well, it's the middle of August, so um yeah, generally everyone's on holiday, so it's always difficult to organise stuff. Yeah, yeah, an
1: online
0: party. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Actually, either that or I'd have to come up north because that's where everyone is.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're, well, I'm happy for that. Come up north. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> or they I'd have to fight I think between like maybe Manchester and Wigan and maybe some other way the the other way so yeah you'd have to fight over me (laughs) yeah um you must have killed some of your characters off in horrible ways in your books but if you were a fictional killer how would you
1: kill your victims um well, with with my books, it's more that there are occasionally some deaths in my books, and and there are some killers, but they're not very like on the page sort of things. And it's not like um, you know, it's not a police procedural where it's more sort of direct. It's more sort of something that's hidden in you know hidden in the past and historic and that type of thing. Um. But how how well I'll answer your question in a different way because I often like if I'm going with my hubby on the walk, we go. If you were going to kill someone how would you do it and when you're saying that how do people get away with murder these days because like you're either on CCTV or your phone or some you know so it's tricky isn't it so um I think I feel more less fictional ways of killing people in uh, I'm thinking of doing it in real life and I just can't think of a way or a person to murder yet but that can be sorted. Um
0: yeah, I love asking that question. Um I think that's one of the things that freaks Bart Villain about, which is quite funny. <laughs> How is um, he gonna kill
1: someone? A fictionally or whatever. what did he say? Something
0: like, oh, he he was gonna drown a husband or wife in a swimming pool. And I was thinking But the first person I look at is the partner, so no, that's not going to work. That's a bit obvious
1: as well, especially if you're on holiday and everyone's
0: watching. Well, I mean, I think he was thinking like Private pool because, you know, it's not Billingham. You know, he must be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, duh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I was just like, no, that's not going to work. You need to, you know, you need to kill a stranger generally and someone that's a different race. You know, you don't know. So yeah. it was like, again, I think he was quite freaked out <laughs> by yeah. by the too much she, information.
1: The, well, there's a lot of um gory murders on, on telly. I must admit, I don't really like them. I'm like, oh, don't please. It's um my daughter watched um casino apparently last night. And in, in oh well it's a spoiler, but it's, it's a nasty way which involves an eyeball popping out. And I just think, no, no.
0: Yeah, oh uh, no. But then I was asked the question and I said I'd stab someone a hundred times. So I'm not sure that I'm any better. <laughs> yeah. I
1: a hundred. Neat number.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Apparently I need therapy because of that. Apparently there's a reason behind that number. <laughs> so oh,
1: right. Yeah. The fact that you're stabbing <laughs> someone doesn't matter. It's the fact it's going to be a hundred times.
0: You know, because you know, probably five times would pretty much do it. So to carry on and do it a
1: hundred is Excessive. Yeah. Or it could be like maybe 13 and then it could be woo spooky as well, couldn't it? Yeah, I very much have a person in mind as well.
0: Oh, right. Oh, oh. Yeah,
1: anyway. Arrest this woman. Arrest this woman quickly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, you'll find out what happens to him when I eventually finish writing my book. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end well for awesome. that. <laughs> Um and if you were to be fictionally killed who would you like to solve your case
1: oh let's think um who would i like to solve my case uh, well the thing is I, is I feel as though i've been to, you know if it was going to be rebus or I feel, you know or thorn you know there is a, you know i don't want to offend all these like important authors um and but then, if it was like Midsummer Murders, that, that's a bit duff, isn't it? That's sort of like, um, you know, I don't know who would I want to. Uh... Oh, I think it would have to be Hercule Poirot, wouldn't it? You know, let's go back and let's do it properly. Hercule, would, you know, go like that, wouldn't he? And examine his great, yeah, he'd be he'd do it in an intelligent way. So I think I'll have him.
0: Yeah, I think did both Sam and I choose Colombo? Can't remember.
1: Yeah, because he'd always go, he'd, he'd start to walk off Columbo, wouldn't it? And then he'd come back and go, one more question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wearing his Mac. Yeah. You
0: can't go wrong with Columbo. You know it's would solved the case as well, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have to do much research for the sinner? And what
1: was the most interesting thing you found? Um. So think I did in particular I mean I did show because what I've done is I've um because it's set in a bit it's not a religious book at all and I'm not in any way having a go at religion or anything like that but because that's just the backdrop um I've sort of um done the timeline by using the religious dates between New Year's Eve and Easter so it'll be you know um Good Friday whatever you know um so I just had to obviously make sure I got those right and that It's interesting when I looked at the calendar, because those dates do change quite a lot. Uh, Say, for example, Mother's Day, and that was quite a floating date, Mother's Day. I know it's not necessarily a religious date, but um, so I had to check that I was doing that right. And as I say, the calendar for 2022 and 2021 were completely different and in different months, because sometimes it's March, sometimes it's April. And um, what else did I do that I wanted to research? I don't think it was a great deal in the cinema, but then I don't particularly research a lot. Of stuff like, um, if, say, not necessarily in the cinema, but any of my books, someone's got a mental health condition or something. Uh, obviously, you have to be very respectful. So I always research that properly and um, make sure I, I'm being respectful and getting all that right. Um but I'm trying to think. <laughs> I can't remember what the book's about. No, I can. <laughs> I can. Uh, Someone help me if anyone watches this. And tell me what I might have done research about. But um, Mary, the sister, she's a clinical psychologist. So I had to do a little bit. I, I do have someone I know who's a clinical psychologist. but I, So I had to do a little bit of research just to check, um, you know, what qualifications are. To, not that you do. You do research, don't you? And it, but it's just in the back of your mind. You don't then write it all on the page. But you're just trying to get make the character authentic. But I can't think of anything else at the moment, sorry. <laughs> um, an interesting fact about Mother's Day is
0: apparently it, it is a religious day. It was supposed to be where everyone went home to their mother church. So oh. it was, yeah, it was, it's not mothers as in, yeah, it was returning home to your mother church.
1: Well, that's really interesting, yeah.
0: I should have known that for my research.
1: <laughs> no, that, is, um, that is interesting, yeah.
0: I mean, my research is QI. Uh, which is where all my random facts come from but it was from the Reverend Richard Coles who should know these things so yeah you should indeed yeah 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 so I'm pretty sure actually I've seen it since so I know it's true but there so there you go it's religious that's possibly why it moves around as well with
1: which is confusing yeah. But it was interesting things like Shrove Ch- Tuesday, why it's called Shrove Tuesday. And it to, to, comes from the word Shrive. And, about, you know, that's when people, um, you know, fast and whatnot. So it wasn't I, I sort of knew all the dates and about them, but it was interesting looking a little bit more into each one. Yeah. But I didn't know that about Mother's Day. So now I do.
0: Yeah. And Reverend Richard Coles will be at Tarragut. So you can ask him if it's true.
1: <laughs> I think I, I ought to sort of say this book's about you. <laughs> yeah. Please read it. <laughs> um, good.
0: Good to if, know. if there was one famous person that, that uh, was to read your book, who would you like to read it?
1: Uh, oh, Another good one. I'm just thinking of someone who who might read it and love it, and then they can tell the world. So who's a really really high profile author? Um, let's think. I mean, everyone always says J.K. Rowling, doesn't she? But obviously, she's a bit more controversial these days. But um, oh, I don't know. Who's, you tell me, Donna. Who's a good person to read, to spread the word? It'd be so good. What about Richard Osman? Richard Osman's yeah, everywhere, isn't good. he? Yeah, if yeah, if Richard, and because he's very tall, he could like show it to people even more so than if he was very small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was at Harrogate last year, wasn't he? Because he he was very tall, sort of from a distance, thought, wow.
0: Well, me and Linda tried to get a photo of him and he was totally fine. And his the person that he was with, his publicist or whatever, was like, no no selfies and wouldn't let us take a photo of him. And he apologised to us and said, you know, I'm really sorry and stuff. And she whisked him away.
1: But yeah. Oh, that's a shame, really, because Harrogate's very good like that, isn't it? You know, no one is sort of particularly important are they you know yeah. everyone's just whether you're a reader blogger author duh, 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 we're all on the same
0: oh yeah so but
1: let's try again
0: yeah well yeah hopefully it goes but it made me respect him because he apologized and he was totally yeah. willing it was whoever that woman was yeah <laughs> that, was, yeah, that yeah. stopped us but yeah and it's yeah, only it's taken really- us like a few hours to work up the courage to go over it and no, I'm joking it wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs>
1: i know i'm like that sometimes you work at the and by the time the moment comes moved on and you think, yeah. oh, and then you you're not trying harder
0: yeah. and yet the same again all the time i don't know why i went so shy at Harrogate. like what the hell <laughs> yeah but i wasn't the only one it was fine and yeah i was sitting there on my own in here making walk past and say good morning it was just like oh, 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 hi <laughs> oh,
1: that's nice yeah, yeah it
0: was yeah I was just sitting on my own reading I think everyone was in a panel or something
1: so yeah I don't know what. it's nice to know that you know it isn't you you could be there on your own and it's okay oh yeah absolutely yeah I mean I
0: went up on my own technically it's only because I met up with Linda that I didn't spend a weekend alone but I think I think you'd get adopted by someone (laughs) That's how we look at it um someone's adopted me an author has adopted me for capital crime it's <laughs> like Aww, can I spend a weekend excellent. with you yeah. I was like, yes, of course you can you're the author but sure that's fine I've never been before either <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> bless her um I've totally forgot what I was going to ask you now completely so I will ask you um if you're able to spend a day with any author dead or alive who would you like to spend a day with
1: um, well, I have to say that I have my sort of like you know we all have our close little groups, and um, my my sort of friends are Sam Carrington, um, Carolyn is her name, but she's Amanda Robson and Libby Carpenter, and they're just the best. And we met up in um, for. Um, crime fest in bristol a few weeks ago and we hadn't seen each other for ages other than online and they're just the best company so i'm being i'm being really boring here but they are they're they're brilliant and they're just so lovely and it's great because we can like help each other and moan like mad if we want to etc so it's so brilliant to have that support group uh yeah so i'm saying those guys yeah (laughs) yeah that's a good answer anyway yeah yeah (laughs) You can't beat friends. Yeah, brilliant. It's just so nice. And obviously, because you're in the same sort of um, boat, obviously, and, thing you know, things like that. But also the, just the crime writing community in, in general are really lovely, aren't they? You know, authors don't seem to be, um, why, they should be backstabbing. I, they shouldn't. Anyway, but, you know, people just, it just seems a really nice, supportive crime, you know, community. Because people always joke, don't they? They go, oh, where's the romance authors? You know, <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's true sorry romance authors
0: <laughs> we um because i'd done tales and trent because we had romance authors then <laughs> little, little bit i was um i was winding graham bartlett up earlier for being a diva as he wanted to change i'm interviewing him tomorrow cause his book's coming out and uh yeah, I was winding him up for being a diva because he's spending the day signing books. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. I'm happy to accommodate your needs. Yeah, yeah that's
1: it, yeah. <laughs> you should say to him, who do you think you
0: are? Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's been amused by the whole thing anyway, so I think he would just laugh. I don't know, he just... And he, he's banned me from sitting on the front row as this panel at Harrogate, which I think is very mean. What do you think I'm going to do to him? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I had to sit um, in the front row for Malcolm
1: on uh, last weekend. What do you do? Malcolm's such a great guy. And he He always wears such good jackets.
0: He's always very smart, isn't he? Very,
1: very dapper. He has either a smart smart look where he's wearing like um, a blazery sort of affair, or he has a nice leather jacket as well. So you never know whether he's going to go for the more sort of cash look, but very smart cash, or the jacket look, you know, the formal jacket look. He wore, wore quite a dodgy fleece when uh, when
0: he, wore that. Oh, he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just, you know? Be, his... he, that's behind closed
0: doors. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Just so you know that he's, you know, he does dress down. <laughs>
1: he is human after all. Yeah. He's he not a is.
0: No. <laughs> um, if you're able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you go?
1: Um, well, I quite like I've, I've my C.E. Rose books, as I said earlier, they, um, they're thrillers with a hint of gothic and, you know, sort of a, t- a tiny, tiny, tiny hint of the possibly supernatural sort of thing. So I've discovered I like um, going back in time a little bit, which is news to me. I didn't know I did, but I do. So um, the next one, uh, C.E. Rose book out in November, I've gone back to just after the war, when one of the characters is a young girl and she's taken into service as a maid. So I'm in that old house. So I'm going sort of back in time. And I suppose by the time she gets to the house, it's the 50s. But I've really enjoyed doing that, going back in time. And um, I don't know if I could go back a lot further because if you go back too far, like, you know, Hilary Mantel or whoever, um, doing proper historical fiction, you have to do lots of research and that's hard work. So I'm not doing that but a, a little bit back I think yeah rather than the future because the you fu- I'm not really sort of the future feels like sci-fi a bit more and I'm not really into that yeah
0: yeah the future scares me actually i I'm I'm quite happy yeah. living it day by
1: day and just see what yeah. happens yeah, yeah. some yeah. people
0: are really interested in going into the future I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no I'm with you I and also because it's after COVID and all the rest of it we know that in the future is actually quite scary isn't it and what we you know global warming and all climate change and all those things I don't know if I'd rather like you said I'd rather wait and see <laughs> yeah hope with it as and when it happens yeah
0: I think it's better I don't think like some stuff you can't prepare for like I don't think we could have prepared for COVID and I think the way like we've dealt with it is the very British way of dealing with things anyway and we got through it and it's fine so yeah yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. Well, I watched last <laughs> night
1: on TV. There was the Stereophonics, and they're sort of my favourite band. And um, they were playing at Cardiff, and um, and there were so many thousands of people there. And I thought, isn't it funny how now you can do that? Like a year ago, you know, what yeah. what, what a difference time makes. So
0: yeah, although COVID hasn't gone away by no, it hasn't. Effect. That's the weird thing; it hasn't.
1: So people are still getting it, and you know, it's, but
0: yeah, I know it's crazy that. Look- I mean I went to the wedding yesterday and although there wasn't loads of people there it was still, actually I was more worried when I was in London Underground and I'm like, God, yeah. I hope I hope that it's okay but I wasn't wearing a mask so, you know, just yeah, just hope for the best Yeah, definitely, yeah <laughs> um, A very silly question where's the strangest or funniest place you've ever woken up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's a good one let me think uh, I think I'm going to lie because <laughs> I can't think of anything um, no well, I, can't, I can't be honest can I because you know we, we might be talking about things that happened back in the day where you think what, who, what is that clear that's fine yeah yeah But that's what I, want to know. I never I want did to... anything like that at all of course yeah absolutely so. yeah. I
0: love asking this question because you see Especially guys, actually, they're like oh my god, and then they're filtering. Like, no, can't tell that one. Can't tell that one. <laughs> and it always involves nakedness with blokes I don't know. Yeah,
1: they, they yeah, get drunk yeah. and they
0: get naked and fall asleep on a boat or on a park bench or something. I
1: find. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, I actually have on the oh, it's is it on this wall? Oh no, no, it's been moved. But I've got a, a picture um, by a local artist um, who takes great photography of a man, a naked man, on a bench in front of Manchester Central Library. But it's very artistic; it's very nicely done. So, yeah, so men do get naked on benches in odd places. Yeah. Well, when I went to work yesterday morning,
0: I, um which was at quarter to six, I, I've Drove, was just driving into town, and a guy was walking along the road uh, with no top on. Uh, he was wearing trousers, but no shoes and one sock. I
1: saw you put that on your thing, and I thought, you know, is she dreaming? But I didn't know about the trousers. I thought he'd got, yeah. not got trousers on either. No, he did have trousers,
0: but he wasn't holding his shoes. He wasn't holding a top. He was
1: just walking down the road like that at quarter to six in the morning just the um, oddest thing though really is only having one sock yeah that makes me think what I wouldn't I'd either wear both socks or no socks I think yeah rather
0: than just one um you know sort of when you like I think it caught my eye because he was not wearing a top and I was like Look, it's very early in the morning and then I sort of looked again and noticed that he only had one sock on, which obviously meant he had no shoes. And I was just like, what the hell is he? Um, yeah. But the day before, when I drove home, because I lived in such a classy town, a woman was going to the toilet on a like a roundabout. in a. It's like a bush, but eh, no shame. You know, yeah. it's busy. Yeah. But if and, what, if, like you said, it was a bush, so, you know. Yeah, but she was in full view. She wasn't even trying to hide.
1: Needs well, she must have needed a pig. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I just thought, like, yeah, this is this is Luton. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, nothing surprises me at all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and again, distracted. Completely forgot what I was going to ask. you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> what other question I've been asking recently? I can't remember. <laughs>
1: I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like, "Well, it's too yeah. late to do it with it's Like, you
0: know, we, yeah,
1: we've had a weekend, haven't we? So, I know. Our, I've actually our brains are shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've actually had a social life as well. I can't do everything
1: <laughs> when I when I have a
0: social life. I'm just like, oh, I'm tired now.
1: I need a day. Your social <laughs> lives are nice, but only so much, you know? Don't you? I, I do like it. But not all the time
0: yeah exactly I've got two weekends, two weekends in a row I mean that's unheard of <laughs> yeah yeah and next weekend I've got a housewarming to go to <laughs> wow yeah oh. I never do anything ever and people won't believe me because I'm like yeah well I went to this and then I'll go into that and then I'll go into that and then I've got a festival thing <laughs> and then there's arrogant <laughs> yeah
1: it's a liar a compulsive liar basically
0: yeah, I've been outed. I've outed myself. <laughs>
1: you just did, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, as all the time my reputation seems to perceive me. I'm quiet and shy, honest. No one believes that anymore. No one. <laughs> it's fine. Um I can't remember all my fun questions now. They've literally gone completely blank
1: oh well don't worry you can you can ask me in person at harrogate you can uh, yeah I'll, I'll think of some naughty ones for you but
0: yeah that's fine yeah you can ask me i don't mind i'll think of some
1: lies <laughs> i know that's it. the trouble is I you know i should be quicker on the because i'm sort of writing lies for a living in a way well not really a living um but for, for a few odd coffee <laughs> Um, so I should be quicker on the mark about with just giving lies as answers I'll be prepared next time See so you say that now and you won't be <laughs> so no whatever I it is
0: <laughs> quite right I won't. and I'll come up with even more horrible questions by then as well yeah. so then yeah um so obviously you've mentioned Harroga um
1: will we see you at any other events uh, this year um I don't think, I mean, there, there are bits and bobs I'm doing. And in fact, I've got my own book launch if anyone's in the Manchester area on the um, 8th of July. So that's at the Slug and Lettuce in Didsbury in the evening. Please come along if anyone's, like, the fans is here. Mm. Um, But, and there are other bits and bobs, but nothing sort of major sort of thing. Um, so you, you've mentioned Capital Crime, but I think I'm not even around. I've never been, but I'm not around. But uh, I mean, it'd be lovely to um, sort of have a role in it because m- my friend Sam Carrington is going to be there. So she's very excited about that. Um, but um, maybe one day, yeah. maybe one day, you know, something will happen. But, uh, but funnily enough, I, the one thing that could have happened was um, I was shortlisted for um, the Crime Writers Association Short Story Dagger. And... Um, so I got longlisted, which was like, oh, why? How come? I didn't I didn't know I was entered. And then I was shortlisted. And I was actually there when they did the announcements because they did it at Crime oh, Fest. Yeah. So it was fabulous. I was actually there. <laughs> and um, so they do the finals at a dinner, but I'm on holiday.
0: So,
1: (laughs) but but it's probably a good thing, really, because um, Joe Nesbo is one of the other shortlisted authors, and the others are brilliant as well. Um, So, you'd have to, I bet you'd get butterflies eating your dinner. I bet you wouldn't enjoy it, would you? Or you get to make a fool of yourself, start crying, I didn't win. Oh, it's the (laughs) end of the world. So, it's probably a good thing. But, you know, can you imagine that fake smile like they do at the Oscars? Like, oh, (laughs) yeah. but genuinely some of the other the, the other people in there I think there's five or something um in the shortlist and um you know one's Robert Scrag who's a great guy so you know I'd love yeah. him to win and uh, there's another two people from the anthology I was in so that'd be brilliant and then there's Joe Nosebone and um I don't think Joe really needs to win because he's already rich and famous and and probably got lots of awards already yeah anyway. well, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to see, I'll be interested to see who gets the book of the year, the one that's voted for by us, because that's, all six are just incredible,
1: so. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, must be so exciting to have your book in, and then, that must be mega, I mean, this was, for me, it was only a short story, but if, if you are the, you know, thing for your whole book sort of thing, you just, you must just be constantly thinking about it, you know, because, but I mean, it's such an accolade in that situation to be longlisted, let alone shortlisted. That so you have to just take whatever you get, don't you? So I am, I am completely chuffed to be shortlisted. I thought it's amazing. So
0: um, I'm really friendly with Hobbit Books with Rebecca and Adrian, um, and their author Mark Whiteman is shortlisted for the debut Dagger. So I'm really hoping, you know, for for him and for them would be just amazing. Oh, um, what yeah. an achievement to to go from you know because they're quite small they've only been around two years I think yeah. so if you know for one of their authors and for him to to possibly come home with a dagger
1: would be just amazing so That's so exciting yeah yeah, yeah. for a small publisher because that will give them such a boost as well will not it yeah yeah brilliant.
0: you know and they're brutally honest about the business you know they never hide anything about how difficult it is and the costs involved and stuff so yeah you know they were at CrimeFest fest um in bristol and they saw yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: Brilliant. Yeah, yeah so i'm
0: hoping uh i'm hoping that he wins i don't think i know any of the others so i hope i'm not upsetting anyone by saying
1: that
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not mentioning you names it. Done it
1: now yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not upsetting anyone by saying who I hope wins the uh, the book of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause>... yeah. <laughs> I think I've interviewed a couple, at least of them. I don't think I've interviewed them all, but yes, yeah, so definitely not saying anything. Not going there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said you've got your other book out, um, The Sea Rose in November, and then what's coming next to you after that?
1: yeah after that then so I've got another I'm with Piaticus I can never say it and they're an imprint of Little Brown and my fourth book with them will be out next June so but that's a long time away so I don't I don't I think a book has been sort of earmarked as the possible one but so I don't know I have to start thinking about that and reread it because it's already written at least the draft of it has so I feel at some point I'm going to have to go back and read it and hopefully not think it's complete rubbish so yeah so that's due (laughs) before that another ce rose book is due out in april i think so basically i've done two ce roses and i've got another two coming so one's i think due in november then the other one in april if that happens so i'll be wearing my different hat hopefully next time i speak to you Mm, excited well it's good it's good to see i mean like you know i just love yeah, I love telling stories and I love getting them out there. So for me, it's like really brilliant. I just love keeping the momentum going. And and I know like one, one a year is what a lot of authors do. Um, but I just love the buzz of it all, you know, and the build up and everything. I know they do as well, obviously, but it's great if you can do it twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Almost. I'm being greedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There nothing wrong with that. Plus, we get to see more of you, which is awesome. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Awesome. Oh.
0: Well, I can't think of any more questions for you. Um, well, unless you think fine. there's anything I haven't asked you that you
1: wanna tell us? Yeah, no, I don't think so really. It's just um if you know any anybody's watching this please uh, have a look at the sinner you know it's in um it's in some northwest waterstones and it's obviously you can order online from waterstones or wh smith or amazon uh, so please do have a look at it i'm getting some really really fabulous reviews in i mean it's all at the moment it's all five star on amazon it won't last i know it's really exciting to see it so far and um and if it appeals, please have a dip in and uh, see what you think. Yeah, and I'd love um, to hear from you. Anyone who wants to give feedback, do, because it's fun. Even, you know, even if it's not necessarily your cup of tea, it's all quite nice having a, a chat about it. So. Yes, yeah.
0: and I can attest it. Caroline is lovely. As lovely as she appears on the screen, it will be like, Aww. I give the best I'll give hugs. You, <laughs> aw,
1: <laughs> I'll give you the tenner later. <laughs> <It's> fabulous.
0: <laughs> Um, and if people do want to contact you, where can they do so?
1: Right. Um, well, I'm on Twitter as at Kaz England. Then I'm on Instagram and my the Facebook page is the same, but it's got a one. So it's at Kaz England one, because obviously another Kaz England beat me to it on Instagram. Um, so and also um, what else am I on? Well, oh, I've got a website. That's it. I you there something. <laughs> got... And so it's just easy, the website. Nice. It's just carolineenglandauthor.co.uk. So you can always look on that. Actually, I really ought to have check it's updated. You forget <laughs> sort of, it's, it's a bit, I'm not very technical. So yeah, but anyway, I'm on there as well. And all my books are on there. And a little bit of info about them. And she quickly makes a note. Check the <laughs> sinner is on the website. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, brilliant. This has been amazing as always. Thank you very much for joining me again. Oh, thanks
1: very much. Have a good week.
0: Thank you. Cheers, Donna.
1: Bye. Bye.